0: It is, believe it or not, the twenty third of September, twenty twenty one. It's like now officially autumn, so uh, summer isn't almost over. It it's done, and uh, we're here uh, uh, live. And uh, quick, quick format uh, uh, change um, at WMR. We're not going to have commercial breaks in the middle of our podcast anymore. From now on, listeners to the Webcology podcast are going to hear us go straight through for an entire hour or 56 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever long we're going to be talking for, but we're going to be talking straight on through. And that's good because uh, tons and, tons and it's, it's autumn. Things are starting to happen in the, in the tech and search industries. And um, you know today's a historic day, Dave. Why is it historic, Jim? Because five years ago today, the long march of the penguins ended. Penguin 4.0 was introduced today, five years ago. Oh. And uh, before that, Google was um, having these, like, uh, okay, you remember remember what it was like when Google had the uh, penguin updates and... Uh, you had to wait in between updates uh, to, to, to have, have them reevaluate all the links coming into your page. Mm-hmm. And so if you got hammered on the one update, there was like nothing going to happen till the next. Yep. That ended five years ago today when Penguin basically went Everflux. And again, as, as I said, the long march to the penguins ended. And um, we have the beginnings of the nougal that we have today.
1: Well, isn't that wonderful? And a glorious, glorious day that
0: was. <laughs> it truly was.
1: You know, it just just a trivia fact. Also on this day, the first USB revision, USB 1.1, was released. And it 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 was the one that introduced USB to all of our electronics, it was was the one that sort of like started it all.
0: Well, that's excellent. So that that was when we got those uh dongles and sticks that you always put in upside down even though it seems to be the right side up
1: yeah and then you spin it and then it doesn't work again and then you spin it once more and then magically it goes in and you're not quite sure how there could be three sides to a usb device but
0: there's (laughs) the most remarkable tech device ever absolutely (laughs) okay so i was kind of freaked out the last few days um my practice depends on uh uh, on 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 data, I can share with my uh, with 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 my clients. They, uh, mm-hmm. they 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 seem to really value knowing what their website's doing and how healthy they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have to, I don't know if you noticed or not, but uh, Google Search Console stopped recording data there for a little while. <laughs> um, as of last Friday, it just stopped displaying new data.
1: Yeah, and the fix is rolling out. Apparently. Oh,
0: it's rolled. It's done. It's done. Um, it. According okay. to Barry, according to Barry Schwartz, just a couple of hours ago, Google has updated to about four hours off, which is where it was before all this started. Okay,
1: perfect. I know. I this morning I was seeing it again, but I didn't know if uh, if other people were. So that is obviously good news. Yes.
0: Yeah, so two things: Google is up to date again. Uh, google search console performance data and more importantly unlike the last time this kind of glitch happened they saved and recorded that data it's not like it was lost or it's in the ether or you got to do some weird averaging just to have something to fill in the slot the numbers you're going to see in google search console according to google are solid
1: perfect perfect well that's great news for uh a joyous moment for all of us I um, mean yeah, I was worried about that About losing it all Like <laughs> because we have so recently right That sort of like peak. Um, But uh, yeah it, it is nice that, that we got
0: it this time Although you know it would be nice If it was just me <laughs> <laughs> Sure um, Any advantage these days eh Indeed uh, What else do we want to wait? So if you're writing in all caps Just so you know Google's not going to treat you differently, though they might think less of you. <laughs> um, they're not going that you're not going to get a ranking advantage, and uh, you're not going to get slapped down. It's just text. It's just text characters to Google. But again, you're going to get thought less of.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that tracks. Um, <laughs> no, I mean it, it makes perfect sense, right? Like you, you can't. You can't judge that without without the proper context around it. And I don't think Google's even close to that. Well, when I say not even close, I mean, not in the next six months, um, you know, close to being out to understand those sort of nuances in language. So it, it does make sense that they wouldn't really do anything with it. Um, but for all our, our fine folks out there, um, one thing that they might be looking at is how is your result being interacted? Now I can see mm-hmm. a, a environment where they might go, you know, like we have a we have like hundreds and hundreds, I'm gonna call them features. because like this is a machine learning model, right? Like we have hundreds and hundreds of features that we're watching and this one feature holding down the caps lock. Like we notice that when people have excessive like caps, all of a sudden the click-through rate goes down. Could you see them rolling that in or just a machine deciding that for themselves and rolling it in? So if you don't think it's gonna improve click-through rates, um, or if it's going to hinder your click-through
0: rates or draw
1: the wrong traffic.
0: <laughs> I can see Google having a real problem with all-cap content. I mean, the click-through rates go up, but it tends to be bad information but people love the bad information because it's angry, emotional stuff, but it's still the kind of crap that doesn't actually answer the user query because it's bad information. Um, Incidentally, the reason we're reporting this is because somebody asked John Mueller if all caps made a difference in, uh, in search rankings.
1: Yeah. And it is, it is absolutely a worthwhile question. Um, And these are, Like I'm actually starting to understand them a little bit more over time. Like you get these sort of obscure questions, right? And I, I sometimes like sort of rolled my eyes, but, um, and, and some of them are definitely eye rolling worthy, but you get questions like this and I'm like, they're helping me. Like, I understand the source of the question, but also they help us paint a picture of the nuance and let us know where their systems are at, right? Because the answer could have been, it wasn't, but it could have been, it depends, Right? like and it could have actually been, and it depends it depends on the query. It depends on the intent. It depends on like there's a lot of factors where caps, like there's a reason we all use it and actually use caps, right on on things. So there are environments where they they could and could not potentially favor them. Um but the answer was no. So that does give us sort of like a bar as to where their um machine learning Nlp systems. Yeah, you're,
0: you're absolutely right. There's, there's also times where the all caps mean nothing. It's just a stylistic thing done by the CSS. Um, yeah. It just, just happens to be that way.
1: Right. In- indeed. Yeah. And I might be like typing in lower in lowercase, but the H2 tag just does that or, or whatnot. So, um, so yeah, there, there's all sorts of like interesting ways that that, that works. So, um, and I think these things can give us a little, little insight
0: to where uh, Google's uh, at. In the olden text days, <laughs> I'm pretty sure still on social media that means they're really mad at you. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that on the on the web. Hey, um, there is a funny meme that's going around uh, Facebook right now, and it's uh, it, it it shows a contestant on a um a show like uh, uh, uh who wants to be a millionaire, mm-hmm. and so you know you know the format right that it's it's a trivia show and the the, the, the contestant gets asked a, a multiple choice question and gets four answers, so. The question is, which one is a programming language? And uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The question is, uh, what is HTML? And there's four answers. One of them is uh, 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 HTML, a type of house. B, a programming language. C, um, a children's school program. D, none of the above. Now, that would be a difficult question for some people to answer because I know a lot of coders who don't really consider HTML a programming language they think it's more like pig Latin it gets stuff done and you can communicate it with it but it's not really a language
1: yeah I, I you know what I, I actually I, I get exactly where they're where they're coming from like technically I, I would if you were Asking me, I would go, yes, it is, because it, it fulfills all of the criteria basically making making a system or machine do something, right? Like, but I do get it. Like if I if I was a JavaScript programmer or or whatever, right? Like any of the, the multitude of like quote unquote real languages, the things that do sophisticated things. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's like it's like taking a you know, the, except you know what? I'll even go be like more rudimentary than than Piglet. Like some of the languages that are available today, um, that the programming is in, and even what were available at the time that, that HTML was was first deploying, it, it's more like the grunts of of cavemen versus like our language now. Like in a lot of cases, right? It's a very very basic, <laughs> like HTML. But um, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy. It's just very basic um, and. Uh, before people thinking I'm disparaging on, on HTML, I think it's one of the, like, core things every SEO should know. At least, like, function. You don't need to know all the, the nuances. But oh, well. to me, it's like everybody should just know that.
0: <laughs> you know those old penny-farthing bicycles? There's yes. nothing wrong with an old penny-farthing bicycle. Right. I, and There's nothing wrong. I mean, it gets you from point A to point B. But if you really want to get from point A to point B, you want to ride one of those elegant JavaScript bicycles that, uh, like, <laughs> you know, look like you could go down a mountain on them or something. Right. They do yeah. the ones that like the utility does everything um, anyway I just keep seeing that meme coming up over and over and over again and uh, just think about how uh, rapidly um, our world is changing by the introduction of uh, you know stuff that's made in real programming languages yeah um okay if you're uh, interested in traveling to SMX you're not going to <laughs>
1: <laughs> like how you wound S-
0: that up, Jim. <laughs> SMX is going to remain a virtual conference until at least uh, 2022, maybe mid 2022, and that's because um, they just—you just can't predict what's going to happen next. Um, they can't. Get, I, I think it's because they can't get insurance. Um, nobody can. Like the conf- nobody wants to insure a large-scale conference. Right. Um, it's too bad, eh? Like, like is um. Barry Schwartz, who, who wrote this up in uh, Search Engine Land today, um, suggested that this is actually having an impact on the industry itself, like we're not able to gather anymore and hang out. And um, What do you think? The large-scale conferences, well, is that having an impact on, on on SEO a year and a half in? You know, judging from the
1: supply and demand of SEO, like if we're just looking at it from nuts and bolts, <laughs> um, or, or I guess not. Nuts but and how bolts, we do stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think we're changing what we do. Like I got up, and it's interesting. I almost segued out of it when we were talking about advanced languages. I got up at four a.m. Well, actually, about three thirty this morning, so that I could be at a virtual conference at four. Uh, no, I wasn't. I'm not speaking at it. I'm just absorbing information from it. It's and SEO super awesome like jamie indigo is speaking at it there's a lot of stuff on like machine learning and data science and all that sort of stuff is is in there uh tomorrow at four o'clock there's free tickets folks at brighton seo um, unbelievable oh, they, Pini, they, I... um our guest uh we, who's been on our show um is doing a, a great uh, a great thing on gtp3 but um anyway so i i think there are the resources for people who want them but what i was gonna get at is i think we're just no, I'm not going to use the word. Well, I'll say the word that I'm not going to use. It starts with a P and then ends with like, um, but I'm never going to say that word. So I'm just ignoring it. But people need to change <laughs> the way um, the way we're absorbing information. And, and I think we are. Am I looking forward, though, to actually getting together with my friends again? Yes. Um, but interestingly, I think I've sort of like wrapped it up into that. I'm looking forward to getting together with my friends again. What I will be really interested to know is the people at the businesses that were sending their teams now seeing that those teams may well be educating themselves thoroughly if they just give them a couple weeks a year to go, this is education time, folks. Like pick a skill, learn it. I'm actually doing one this week myself, um, and, and focusing on, on just learning things. So if they've done that, then all of a sudden what happens to conferences right like do they do in-person conferences the virtual ones will survive
0: but do in-person conferences Well and and here's thrive. how this here's how I think this really affects the practice of SEO. And it's it. this this is not just SEO. Like like you mentioned, all those teams that got sent to the conferences. You know the thing I remember most about the about the heyday of the biggest conferences is all the relationships I built just by being with people, hanging out with people. Yeah. Those relationships continue. Yeah. Like relationships I, I started fifteen years ago, remain working relationships to this day. Right. There's uh there's 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 designers, um, ad networks. Um, people's opinions I, I go to from uh, uh, years ago and um, it's all because we sat and had drinks or even talked um, for 10 minutes on a trade show floor and one of us said something to the other that was memorable enough to keep in touch all these years later. Okay. Um, when you send, when a, when a team goes, remember, remember WordStream? Years ago, WordStream would send like these 10-person sales teams, Becky Ryan and and, and Larry Merzman and Larry Kim and and then and, and, those people network like you wouldn't believe and they are still beloved in the in- by 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 some of the old hands in the industry yeah. and i see those networks being the formation of those networks and the formation of new professional networks like that um being challenged but like you said people are going to um for one of a better word adapt and do things differently um well indeed like
1: I, you look at like the conference i was at who is it like Jim Boykin and the ninjas or one of the sponsors, right? Like there is that place. And I remember it. Like I, I remember it because I, I saw them. You're right. I'm not getting to network with them. And that I think we're, we're all sort of missing, right? That
0: oh, way. and if and on, on networking course. with Jim Boykin is actually a good deal of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you are missing that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So folks, next conference that you can, you know, Boykin's going to be there. Sign up for it just to go and meet him.
0: <laughs> so oh, you know, but, 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 yeah, that, that's, uh, there's another thing. You you just nailed that one. Sign up and go and meet him. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll keep using Boykin as an example because (laughs) Boykin is like the universal blue widget of SEO agency owners, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But he's also a tremendously friendly person, a compelling speaker, and a wildly intelligent dude. Um, Meeting him is a delight. Like you're gonna have a great conversation with somebody who's a really cool person. And that goes with a whole bunch of other people you'd meet in the SEO industry if the large scale conferences were still taking place. Um, I can't wait for 2023, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so, where do you want to go? There's you a you know there's...
1: what? I, I will segue us because it's absolutely related to what we're talking about, and probably one of the most exciting things in tech this week. Um okay. for Brighton SEO, the, the mm-hmm. conference, they uh, one of the my favorite tool manufacturers opened up. They had they were in beta, they closed down, they've now launched out of beta. I, I don't know if it's gonna stay that way, judging from the tweet I got from them, um, that they might be closing down, but also asked.com folks head over to alsoask.com. It's free. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and what you do, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful tool for content um, development and understanding what would be on a page. And and what you do is you basically, you put in your term, you put in your region. So I don't know, SEO, US, right? Or defaults to UK enter it in there, and I probably default to UK because Brighton SEO is going on right now, but um, you, you enter it in and then it shows you what are the also asked, but then chains it all the way out. So it doesn't just do it at that first level of queries. It starts to chain the levels of queries. So for each query that was in the people also asked, it goes, okay, now what were the people also asked that were generated when we clicked that? Okay, now what were the, the people also oh, asked interesting. that were generated? Okay. Really, if you, if you look at it at a large scope, it can give you great insights into What pieces people are interested in. Um, you know, and and if you're trying to sort of categorize a large page and go, okay, I looked at like I always have looked at the people also asked, or at least as long as it's been there, when I'm trying to go, okay, I want to rank for this query. This is what people are also asking that are looking up that query. If I can, let's answer that question. Now you're going, okay, now in that subsection, when we're looking at things like passages. OK, now here's the things that those people are asking. Some will apply, some won't, but it gives you this idea of how to get more and more granular informing, mostly on long form content pieces. But
0: So if you really want to know, um, people who are looking at your content, if you really want to know the stuff they're, int- they're really interested in, why are they looking at this content having asked that question? This just goes deeper and deeper and deeper down into their psyches? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's great. It's great. And I, I was saddened when it went away. Uh, and now I am happy that it is back.
0: Uh, so what's that URL again? And and, and, and the, the price point is free?
1: It's free right now. I'm sure it'll come out. Let me just take a... That's our favorite. Yeah, their, their pricing isn't isn't up yet. I'm sure they'll have like a, a free thing. But you get free 10 searches a day for right now while it's in beta or 10 searches per month. Um, but it's just that also asked, as in people also asked, but just also asked. .com.
0: There you go, um, and it's our favorite four-letter, or one of our favorite four-letter app words. <laughs> one of them. Um, all hey, right. Have you gotten verified on Facebook yet? Are you a real blue check mark kind of person?
1: No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not that
0: important. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> if you if you feel like you need to be that important, and uh, well, you know, it's. Like it or dislike it, Facebook is remains by far the world's largest network of people. Um, we're talking about a, th- a quarter to a third of the world's population um, in one space. Um, not that a quarter of the third or a third of the world's population actually get to see each other in this space, but they're all networked in one way or another. And if you get verified in there, it's um, a uh, extraordinary trust mark although it's a trust mark given from those guys (laughs) i don't know if you a trust mark given from a used car salesman is still a trust mark given from a used car salesman um not (laughs) that there's anything wrong with used car salesmen they're much there they got way more ethics than facebook do but um (laughs) yeah you know what i
1: know they're they're like a placeholder and it's it's i feel sorry for them like i feel sorry for just Good normal people. Some of them are my friends who happen to be named Karen. Right? It's just like oh, yeah, a placeholder sure. for that thing that I'm trying to represent.
0: Okay, getting verified though means that, uh, according to Facebook and that massive network, you are the person or profile of whom you say you are, and um, that that does actually add a good deal of credibility to your words. Um, there is in Search Engine Journal today there is a long um, article on how to get verification at Facebook um seos out there you're trying to sell your services and uh facebook is a conduit to a lot of people you should probably do that
1: yeah it, 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 it's true uh, all right jim i'll do it
0: um <laughs> <laughs> okay um i use a lot of different uh, i've used a lot of different plugins in wordpress all over uh, uh, mm-hmm. over time I t- i've never used this one but I know of it, um, I, t- I tend to use a different form. I'm just because I'm much more familiar with it. But if you're a user of Ninja Forms on WordPress, um, update. Like you go in and update the plugin quickly. They've just closed two vulnerabilities that affected about a million sites. I don't know exactly what the vulnerabilities did or what, what, what exposure, but whatever it was, it was enough to make them go and close the vulnerability. And a million websites, that's, there's a chance that someone, this thing has this problem, go fix it.
1: <laughs> always a good idea um yeah I, I i saw that too and immediately was like okay you know i really should have like a, a like central repository of a list of all of the plugins on everybody's sites so that i could just pay attention to them all in one place um i'm sure there's a service for that maybe i should just figure that out um but uh yeah incidentally
0: I, there's uh there's there's your other million dollar idea of the day huh?
1: dang it and i won't do it <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's like those, you know, the, the the pain that you feel when you had this great, great idea, probably sitting having a pint on a sunny patio. And then a year later, that domain comes up for renewal that you've never used on that brilliant idea <laughs> that you had. Isn't there a
0: German uh, word for that? There's got to be a German word for that. Probably is. Regret Funkelstedt. <laughs>
1: Um All right, where um, would we like to go now? I mean there's well, there's just sorry go ahead.
0: Here's one that was controversial and um, I think uh, Google is going a long way towards clearing it up. And this is do you need a author's byline on uh, mm-hmm. on content and will that byline actually help you rank? So this that, that's two questions in, in in one. do you need it and will it actually help you rank? According to John Mueller, it's not absolutely necessary, but it's really good practice. You do not want to leave your um, your 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 site audience, your um, your viewers, questioning the credibility of a uh, of a piece of content. Um, and so, adding the author's byline gives your readers something to gauge credibility against. Mm-hmm. But it's not a critical do or die thing at Google. It's just, according to John Mueller, a good practice. Now that's going to open up an SEO can of worms debate in and of itself, eh?
1: It it is. Um, one of the things that I, I think was also like included in there that I, I don't know. It's just like to me, it just somehow seems like an an anchor um, was in his third sentence in that tweet it was if you can't do it for any content then it's all basically quote-unquote trust us then I don't know how users are supposed to deal with that now he did say users but he's also said a bazillion times that they're trying to sort of mimic what a user would feel right like they're, they're trying to take signals that users would would or trying to interpret what a user would think so just somewhere in the back of my brain I'm like that you even said that like that you even brought that up and said but users wouldn't like this that wasn't the question so that he thought to include that I view as potentially telling that yes in like the what Lily was saying was there's one case where we're trying to keep this one person out of that because we don't want them like for their own sake they yeah it was a controversial opinion
0: and you know, they, they were yeah. afraid for their safety or something right? and, and, and
1: and absolutely like a, a john's like great that's great answer absolutely should be applicable like anonymous source sort of thing like this this one this is a one-off but to for then to carry that forward and go but if none of your content has that author we're not talking on a corporate site right like where this is your like services page but like in, in a publish uh, publisher website, if none of the the pages have authorship, then yeah, I, I, it seems just in the back of my brain. There's just something going. He's, I think, implying that either now or in the future, or potentially, this could be a a, a signal. Um, I mean, why would you not, as a publisher, have that anyway? But <laughs> like, why why would you not put the authors? But
0: um, I think how to say this. Okay, we grew, we, SEO, like you and me, um, our generation of SEOs grew up in an era when there were hard fixed things that would be considered ranking signals. You had it on your website or you didn't have it on your website. And there's not a lot of ambiguity in between. It's there or it's not there. On, off. That world is over. That world doesn't exist anymore. Google is all about nuance now and intention. And uh, so... Um. 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 See. Uh, uh. Google wants you to provide the strongest, best, and most um. Uh. uh verifiable. Um. Truthful. Truthy. I don't know if the right word for it is, <laughs> but you know the, the the most credible experience for for a user as possible. Yeah. Um. And bylines are a hint at credibility. Um, If you know it's a Dave Davies byline, uh, you see it at at search engine journal, you know that Dave spent several hours researching it. And I I know for a fact that he's probably spent two or three days writing it. Um, And so there's been some work put into this. It's not some guy dashing it off um, before breakfast. Um, Someone's actually worked on this. There's credibility there. I've, I've read this guy's work before. Um, I've worked with him for years, in fact, and I trust him. <laughs> um, now that uh, might be your bad judgment,
1: but that could, thank that you. Could, <laughs> that could
0: be, but, but having read this byline for years, I have the ability to make that judgment. And that's, you know, that's and, and by the way, that, that 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 byline has gotten has x number of user measurements around it. Not that Google really cares for user behavior measurements, but they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get the feeling that Google's not giving you the whole story? Um, <laughs> yeah, that started in
1: I think about 1998. Yeah, for, for, for listeners who don't know, that's pretty much when
0: it all kicked off. <laughs>
1: so. um,
0: okay, the point <laughs> being it's helpful it's good to do it don't hurt nobody by doing it unless there's a security concern in which case google will probably understand but nine times out of ten there ain't a security concerns. so you should probably do it i guess i mean that's, yeah. that's what john's saying basically yeah. right
1: yeah yeah and i mean they're never one to say no don't give us those signals but we've talked about things like that right like when jason bernard was on the show and other people are on the show is we know that Google's trying to connect the dots on on people and, and who people are. And that, like you had mentioned, you know, I'll, I'll use myself because it was, it was in your example, but me at Search Engine Journal, you know they would be trying to connect the dots to me at website X, Y, or Z if that was a game me, not the other Dave Davies, that kinks guy, but like me, right? Like they're going to try and connect those dots to go, okay, any authority or lack of authority on this version should be carrying over to that version. So it it makes sense that if nothing else, they'd be going, you don't have any authorship. We have no way of connecting the dots. We have to treat every one of these pieces as unique, like in that we can't transfer any implied knowledge by the authorship Right? Like if, if, if you've shown us that this author has shown us on three pieces that they're good, maybe we'll trust another one after that. OK, th- probably not three, but like hundreds of pieces. If that author is producing more and more, yeah, we can probably trust them. They're, they're producing some good content um, that seems to resonate well. If you're not providing that information now, all of a sudden they're in a black box going, I guess we got to like kind of look at this by itself value um, d- domain authority and so i'm not i'm not talking about Moz here i mean like <laughs> the actual authority that would come from the internal linking structure of a strong domain uh you know that that would pass through but um you know another, anyway
0: another important thing to consider i mean i, I don't i don't want to flog the hell out of a dead horse but you know we are doing this for the commercial break time so <laughs> um, <laughs> no but it also i think this is important google we, we always talk about you know ranking signals, how a site is ranking, what its position in, what's relative placement is, right? Yeah We don't talk about the number of time Google actually just chooses to show the impression from this domain. There you yeah. can have 50 sites about blue widgets okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time it does make it 50,000 sites about blue widgets. Yeah. How do you know that every time a query is entered, that is associated with your web content, your web content comes up for that query. You don't know that, but you do know that X number of times Google serves up the impression of your web content against the, uh, the, the, the this particular query. It shows you that in Search Console by mm-hmm. impressions and, and clicks. Yeah. But it doesn't guarantee that every time that query is entered, you're gonna come up as, uh, as a, a, a reference. You, you, you likely will, if, especially if you're high, if you if, if 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 you're ranking closer to number one, but if you're in the 200 spot, you may or may not come up. There may be other content they can slip in there that, for that users for that for how that user has um, clicked on other material in the past, maybe Google might think that it that another result is more relevant to them. So having that author bio might give Google another excuse to slot your content in there rather than another piece of content that could also match that query. And SEO, as we've said a gajillion times over, is a game of inches. Take the inch.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, every time, right? Like and there's SEO- gonna be a time when you're battling between position four and three, mm-hmm. and you're gonna need to have done the, gone for that inch. Uh, and I picked that one because that tends to be like where the big jump and all of a sudden you get more
0: clicks. Oh, absolutely. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and say I would love to do a show on what everything in Search Console means one day. What is the real meaning of impressions? Right. Because um, I know what I think it means. I know what lots of SEOs think it means. But it's one of those one of those things where if you sit down five SEOs and ask them the same question, you'll probably get a slightly different variation on the same answer. Right. So we'll just get John on. <laughs> yeah it, it depends yeah it depends <laughs> <laughs> okay so if you got a website that's old that's got all this old content on it okay from years and years and years back uh-huh. should you remove that content so that your newer content is um, more sparkly or something I never understood this. I never understood removing old content, but there was a a, a thing in an uh, uh, SEO or a thought a thought in SEO that that old content acted like a like a dead weight on you, on your website. I never thought it did, but um, yeah. So Google's saying no, not necessarily. Um, probably not actually, but don't ever expect don't expect that content to ever rank unless somebody's looking for it specifically. Right. What do you figure on this? Like, w- w- why did this come up in the first place?
1: I think it's what they're saying is as <laughs> I think whether you should or shouldn't depends. Um, and, and and for example, and with very nice effect, um, I removed about 1400 pages uh, from the Beanstalk blog a number of months back. Um, and the impact was positive. I've done it for clients as well. Remove them Now. That said, the reason why it depends, and there'll be other scenarios where it'd be worth doing, um, you know, our our site, as you know, has been around since 2004. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you think about the state wow. of social media at the time um, and what was being done for information acquisition at the time, like when you wanted, you didn't go to Twitter because it didn't exist. You didn't go to Facebook because it didn't exist. You had RSS feeds. And maybe MySpace. Uh, and, and maybe MySpace. So, when I our blog was littered sometimes multiple times a day with just a quick like tweet, basically of a news story, and then shared it out because it would show up in people's RSS feeds. So I was basically and that was the only it, like, place Twitter. to put it. It was the only place to put it. So I ended up having to go back and clearing all of that out because oh I was just God. like, this is useless for most people. But at the same time, I do a story about a big algorithmic update in two thousand seven. Those I would leave because if somebody's looking for something related to that update, it is still relevant. So it, it really did depend. And I think that's what they're getting at because when they're talking about these news sites, they're like, if somebody's looking up the hurricane that hit the coast of Florida in 2003 because they're writing a university paper on climate science or something, and that's going to relate, that's a highly valuable piece of content for them. Right. So that would be great. Now, Going to the holiday theme of things, but I think it relates to this as well. If you want to run a news site and you want to funnel all of your best stuff to one central point, um, I would suggest <laughs> um, actually having like I don't know. I'm going to pick on Florida today, apparently, but you know, hope it doesn't happen. But I would have just a you know news page on Florida hurricane, right? That just keeps updated and then move to page two. But that's always the location of your primary, your most recent content. Right. And then fire up. OK, maybe not for a large scale news site, but, um, you know, where you're now just pushing content to two, three, you can sort of timestamp it as it ages out, but keep all of the core um link weight and everything funneling in and and it was just i was thinking about holiday seo because you know i'm already sort of prepping some stuff for holidays and going yes we have holiday pages already and john mueller said have that um Mm -hmm. so it's not to say you need to have the same url maintained over time but yes you do want to keep that florida 2004 hurricane piece live because it is part of your site Uh, and it is part of
0: the news basically compartmentalize and organize.
1: It, it, uh, exactly exactly but i like to keep one core centralized point as my like primary content and then just move that out whenever possible sometimes it's not possible just for the for structurally speaking but um or just practically speaking but if you can like with a you know boxing day sales it should always live with the same url year after year after year after year after year it just should
0: <laughs> right? like, well, that's what google knows it is that's there and then, then instantly, how many links out there are referring back yeah. to it every yeah. time. Every time you make a change like that, you're going to have to 301. Yeah, and um, you know. So for posterity, tools
1: for posterity, you might want past ones, but then you would just have Boxing Day sales slash 2018, right? Like or whatever it is, going all the way back, so that if somebody wanted to, if you wanted to, like go look at the the technology that existed. I'm thinking of like a computer site or something of like look what we had on Boxing Day sales in like 2001, right? Like. It would still, it would still be there uh, and available to them, but not at the centralized page, not at the most important primary page. John Mueller's come out as saying that, but anyway. So I think that was my thoughts there, where I think tainting um, what I was talking about related to news, but still a like having that core um, sort of anchor point where you're funneling in all of your your core strength to. But related to this story, don't get rid of it unless you basically were like around 20 years ago and using your like blog as Twitter. <laughs>
0: You mentioned holidays and holiday uh, listings, um, how to Mm -hmm. organize for holidays and stuff. And um, in their bid to move into the holiday and travel space, Google has made um, holiday organizing and um, maybe listings for people who who run tourism-based businesses easier. By producing a free what-to-do-in-certain-areas list that uh, will come up with certain, uh, will be triggered by by certain search queries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I guess, you know, for people in the travel industry, this is probably helpful, but I got the whole feeling is it's like one of those big Trojan horse door wedges that Google has that they're using. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this nice free stuff we have for you kids. Please reach in this box and grab it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've seen that a bunch. It was even sort of packaged in with this announcement. Is this like, and tickets and tours has like an ad spot when people look up like things to do in New York City. Um, you know, which is great, right? I mean, to me, to me, it's great. Um, but the thing is, to me, as both like somebody who enjoys paid search, um, but also just as a user, um, you know of, of search. I do like sort of the, the format and, and and what they're doing with it. Um, one of the big perks, I think, to, to life in this era is Google has gotten better at weeding out the crap on the ad side. <laughs> like you can't just like sort of jam stuff in and bid more like you could back in the like early days of of Google Ads or I guess yeah AdWords. Um, so the things that are showing up are, tend to be good, and and so you know I I don't mind it. But what I think we're seeing here, and I think it's an important thing as we think what's the world going to look like heading forward um, as far as the googly world anyway is they're clearly running out of, I mean, they're, they're testing new ad types and ad units and stuff like that. So they're, they're trying to get like more, more blood from that stone, um, but clearly they're looking for more locations. And we saw that with the automotive story, which we'll be talking about in just a little bit, but where they're trying to expand. Um, a little bit into new spaces, create new, new locations to drop in ad units, create a new experience. Um, and, and, this one I think will go quite well for them. Some of them do and don't though. So time will tell, but, uh, I think this one will, and then creating an environment going, Oh, it's free. Like they did with shopping ads, right? Like they sort of made it like free for people so that now they, the, the ads, they don't have to put ads by all of them. right? Because <laughs> Some will be organic even though it's like 2% or something. Um, so a- anyway um yeah I-, I like it for folks especially in the travel sector it's a good story over on search engine journal that covers it with screenshots if you're not seeing it in your area um as to what uh, what the experience is like and as a user i like it as somebody who likes paid search i like it uh, as like just a business owner there's pros and cons um but as with
0: anything you know, but again, it's our, we're part of, part of our job is as marketers. You can that's another thing you can do for your clients, um, or show them how to do it themselves. Um, but again, you know what? If it funnels, if it funnels dollars into into uh, your clients' um, cash register or uh, credits yep. into their bank account, that can't hurt. Eh?
1: Nope, sure can't. Um, yeah, and that's that's it. The the only people I feel sorry for in, in things like this. I mean, I'm sure there's many of them, but the main people that I would sort of think of as clients are when you're at those earlier stages where you, even if you could make two dollars from every one you spent, you don't have a dollar, right, to put in 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 the beginning. And it's gonna like in the beginning, you're probably gonna spend two dollars for every one you make, right? And if you can't afford to take that hit out of the gate, um, then this is actually a, a step back for you, um, and will probably make it harder to earn that dollar to put in. Uh, to start to like in, into the paid search side i'm not saying paid is the only thing but having a balance of um you know actually not just paid and organic but multiple
0: well um, in competitive, you know, in competitive fields yeah. um especially especially when uh everybody i mean in the travel industry right now everybody is grasping for a very limited supply of bucks so oh yeah <laughs> um take the advantage if you can yeah indeed absolutely also um, in Search Engine Journal today, interesting question answered by Ed, by SEO Adam Reimer in the Ask an SEO uh, section. Does a um, more personalized top level domain, say a .us, a uh, uh, well, actually you can have a, a dot pretty much anything these days if if you want to shell out the bucks to buy it. Yeah. But, um, does having a not dot net dot biz or one of the not a non-traditional top-level domain is that advantageous from an SEO perspective or disadvantageous um adam Reimer um takes actually four about four and a half minutes worth of reading to answer the question now what do you reckon dave
1: um i think it's not good that's my my instinct um would be i would not advise to do that <laughs> like if you can I mean, I'm, I'm not counting country codes those I do is totally different like a .ca if your entire market is Canadian that's a trust thing absolutely, a, a, absolutely no problem um, so I'm not counting those sort of scenarios but um, you know would I rather have a com or an info right I'd like an EDU but if I can't have that um, <laughs> uh, you know would I want a, a, a com or an info or, or like something like that Um, I, I'm going to say calm. I mean, for practical purposes, but also from we're talking SEO here. And I think there's just, even if it's just the trust that would acquire links naturally to it, I think there's an advantage um, to, to that. How about, uh, how about Adam? What did, he, what did he say? And what do well, you Well, here's the
0: thing. When you ask an SEO a question, it's almost <laughs> like they're going to give you this dead-eyed look and uh, just wait for your eyes to roll back in the back of your head before they start talking because they know it's mm-hmm. going to happen eventually. Okay, here's how it goes. From a absolute technical standpoint, from the way the machine that is Google works, it doesn't freaking matter. Right. You could be dot anything and it doesn't matter. But as you said, you, you alluded to it just a few moments ago, it's all about user behavior and user trust. And again, Google doesn't use user behavior signals, he says, with a very, very big wink. Um, but it does, but it doesn't, but it does. Google, those aren't actually ranking factors, but they are signals to Google about how users feel about the web page in general, website in general. Mm-hmm. And Google Google takes those feelings very seriously, or indications of those feelings very seriously. Mm-hmm. So if I see a .com or a uh, .wtf, I'm probably clicking on the .com i feel better about the com i'm in toronto canada if i see a dot ca i'm almost i'm and and it relates to something that is a canadian topic i am probably going to click on the dot ca over the dot us yeah not that i got a problem with uh, with american goods i don't at all hey they invented the internet but I'm, you know, the, the .ca is going to uh, evoke an emotional response in me and most users. And I'm probably going to click it because of this weird nationalistic trusty thing.
1: Well, and you're going to know that when you see the shipping, it's the shipping for where you are. And when you look at the currency, yeah. you know how much it is. That,
0: that, is, right, so. that is true as well. Well, actually, say that is probably true given anybody yeah. <laughs> yeah. these days. True. but that is almost certainly that is very probably true. At least I'm thinking that in my head, and so I'm likely to click on that. So in that way, it does make a difference. But from a from a um, a uh, information goes in the front end, information comes out the back end standpoint, it shouldn't make a difference at all. Right, right, and kind that's makes pretty. Sense. That's pretty much how how Adam deals with the question, too. Um, It comes down to, oh, the other thing he talks about is the value of backlinks and stuff and how people are going to feel, how uh, link builders or other webmasters are going to feel linking to a weird TDL. And that may may have a point, too. So.
1: Yeah. That's good. That's a good answer. I like it. I I mean, that's good feel sorry for anybody who's trying to like pick up remember when we were getting our start in 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 SEO and I mean you got your your start probably about a year a year or so um ahead of me um maybe even longer than that I, I don't know how much ahead I know I learned stuff from you while I was getting started though so I know you were that far ahead <laughs> so so uh so you know we, we we've got that but i I remember those days it just it was what it was right like if you came to Jim and you said, does this strategy work? Does key, keyword density? It's not a thing anymore, folks. But it was then. It but was then. What is keyword density? Right, like you would be able to go. This is this. That is that. That was it. And now, yeah, like even Adam, very very knowledgeable SEO, right? Even you and I, both of us discussing this, and we've discussed this forever. All went. Eh, okay, kind of depends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's no hard fast answer in a um, in a dynamic machine. And Google is a very dynamic machine. Um, It's unlike a car where if you push the gas pedal a certain amount, the car will go a certain speed and then you hit the brake, the car will stop. That's how it works. Google uh, really takes a lot of things into consideration: the road conditions, how you've driven before, where you're trying to go, and why you're trying to go there. It takes a whole bunch of stuff into consideration before determining how much pressure the gas pedal should 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 should, should make the car go. You know, um, that's yeah. a bad analogy. That was a crappy analogy. But... I think
1: it was a great analogy because <laughs> they're doing a lot of stuff in the automotive space right now. <laughs> oh my
0: God! Was that your segue? Because we got time for one more story. If you want to um, go there, go. Yeah, I mean,
1: they, <laughs> they, they um, yeah. I mean, we might as well uh, just just let out because I think we're going to be seeing a lot of this, and I think it is an important distinction. I didn't know at the time. There, there, there was an uproar in the SEO community um when the like. The automotive industry specifically got quite upset um, at the way Google was putting in search results um, when people were searching for specific uh, makes and models, and yeah. like it was basically coming in with like all the details about it, like a like a very elaborate featured snippet, um, you know, with with specs and 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 this and that. Obviously, the automotive industry was not happy because well, it was real- taking away those clicks.
0: Well, and also, n- none of this information got credited. That was right. the real problem. No, right, no. right, right, right. So right, right. The, the Chrysler stuff wasn't credited back to back to Chrysler. That's what they were pissed at.
1: Right. Now, the, what it turns out is, and and that's a valid point. Well, obviously, actually, that's the critical point. Um, is they're actually licensing that information like yeah. they do with weather. Right. Yeah, Google so, bought that. They own that yeah. information. So it is theirs. They're crediting themselves because they bought it. Um, so I, I think that makes absolutely perfect sense. It's like if I go to Adobe stock and I buy an image, I don't have to put below that image credit Adobe stock,
0: <laughs> but I, <laughs> no, I it's do. Mine. I would like to remind Google that they keep putting up content without putting a credit back to its author. People are just gonna be like, Oh, I just don't know what to do with this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> may,
1: maybe the reason we were all so outraged is they do do that, <laughs> like they do ride that fine line at times in embedding links and featured snippets and stuff like that. That does get a little a little curious. I think it's natural that we would think they were doing something wrong. I think it's important that they did clarify and maybe from now on they just want to put like a little icon beside it that you can hover over and it goes, we paid for this.
0: <laughs> or just, you know, think about maybe putting an author's byline in there, Google. It's not necessary, <laughs> but how are we supposed to treat this how information if you're not you know what are we supposed to think well played (laughs) doctor heal thyself (laughs) like follow your own advice uh google um but but they had every right to use the use the information the way they used it there's no question about that there's better ways they could have presented it but it's good it's good that danny uh danny sullivan incidentally got back to a question that was asked about this and it's good that he did because um because I think that, that 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 outrage in the SEO community until this was clarified was completely justified. Indeed, indeed, very much. Okay, on that we have gone full clock in a new format for Webcology on WMR. Where um, if you're listening to the podcast version, which um, you know I really hope you do several times, you're going to hear commercials at the beginning of uh, of our podcast rather than breaking up the the flow of the uh, the flow of the show and. Um, Moving forward, it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot more fun doing it this way. eh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's will take a bit of getting used to, um, and I need to remember to get a big mug of coffee.
0: And no no more frantically looking for stories in between commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Got to have them up front. Okay. Friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 23rd of September, 2021. And uh, until twenty twenty two is uh, at least halfway through, you guys got to remember that COVID nineteen is still real. It's out there. It's uh, now become the, uh, uh, the the disease that has taken more American lives than any other single disease in such a short time. It's beaten the Spanish flu in, 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 in lives taken, and we can beat it if we really want to. But we all got to do something, and that's get a, get a, get a vaccine. Like, protect yourself, protect your neighbors, protect our economy, protect our society, and get vaxxed up. And even after you're vaxxed, until we're past this, wear a mask, avoid other people if you can, don't pass the virus, because even vaccinated people can. Folks, we shouldn't have to keep telling you this 18 months into this crisis, but we do gotta, it seems. And for goodness sake, please go get vaccinated. The life you save could be your mother's and your own. Okay, on that, we got to go rank well, be kind to each other, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.